Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we are discussing wedding etiquette, the do's and don'ts of a wedding. Only one topic tonight, so let's go ahead and kick things off. But before I get started, I got to do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works for those who may be new or unfamiliar. This show is a platform for you, the callers the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Now, unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to listen or join the fund is 347-202-0215. Now, if you decide to call and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, then hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up really easily over Skype headsets and cell phones. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at talk to q There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then you can go on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live tonight, then you can find the Talk to Q Radio show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q Radio show number 486. Start right after a word from our sponsors. Engagement. What an exciting time. Congratulations are definitely in order. But now that you have the ring on your finger, how will you afford the wedding of your dreams? What do you need to keep in mind when planning a wedding? How do you keep track of all the details that go into planning such a monumental event in the first place? Thankfully, author J.G. Summers has compiled a simple yet effective guide to help you plan the wedding of your dreams. Don't worry, you don't have to go into debt in order to pull off a wedding. Whether your desire is to have an all-out high-class event or a simple and charming backyard ceremony, this book will help you to learn the powers of negotiating as you make the best decisions to fit your unique style and personality. After reading The Smart Savvy Bride, you will feel capable of planning a memorable event that your guests will love and your pocketbook can handle. Overwhelmed by the thought of planning your dream wedding? Let The Smart Savvy Bride introduce you to simple tips and tricks that will make the work of planning your special day feel more like a hobby than a headache. Find it on Amazon today. The Smart Savvy Bride. Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Diet Drops are made from high quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Diet Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and your success. My thanks to the Savvy Bride and liquidlifedrops.us for being sponsors of the Talk to Q radio show tonight. Okay, so let's get to it. Um, Tonight we're going to discuss wedding etiquette, okay? Do's and don'ts when it comes to weddings. Now, a lot of times, you know, even people who have been married before, you don't really think about uh, maybe what's best for your audience. And I know a lot of people are like, well, this is my day, so why should I care what they think? Well, what's the point of having a wedding um, that your audience can enjoy? I mean, what's the point of even having a wedding, I guess, if you're not going to have your audience enjoy? If that's the case, go to the justice of the peace if it's truly all about you and your significant other. But if you're going to invite other people, then there are certain things that you probably should do, and there are certain things that they probably should do or not do. And that's what we're going to get into this evening on the Talk to Q Radio Show, 347-202-0215, if you wish to join. Let me go to the 248 area code, to the the very nice suburbs of the Detroit area, I'm sure, and welcome on the author, the legend, the show hostess, Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, how are you? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. And we're going to get started. It's just me and you right now. Buck should be calling in just a moment. Crystal, how far in advance should you receive an invitation to a wedding? Simple question. 
at least six months. At least six months. Why do you think six months? Why is that a good number for you? Um, because that gives you know you plenty of time to schedule and to you know plan to make sure that you're there. Or okay. I guess for planning, it's up to six months. I mean, I guess it depends on your role in the wedding. If you're just going to go, then I would like at least three months, I guess. So three to six months. Okay. On uh, Facebook, my man Rod chimed in, and Rod said, I need about a month of notice. Of course, if it's during college football season, I'm probably not coming anyway. And I agree with you, Rod. I mean, if you're going to get married during college football season, then you should do it on a, you know, a Friday or, or something like that, where, or Tuesday, where people don't have to miss the game. But um, I, I do think, to me, I guess if it's like a local wedding or something, I'm good with a month. That gives me time to just go out and buy something if I don't already have a suit to go to, to go and, uh, you know, I can show up and take a look and go about my business. I think that's fair. But, yeah, six months definitely gives you plenty of time to, to get ready. So what about if it's a destination wedding, though, Crystal? How far in advance do you need to receive an invitation for something like that? Like if someone's getting married in Jamaica or Hawaii and everything, and they want you to be there as a, you know, a spectator or as part of the, the actual ceremony? Well, again, I would say about six months. I mean, and I mean, you have to think about for the event itself anyway. I mean, because um, you have when you're sending out your invitations, you have to give time for the replies to get back, so that way you'll have an accurate count for your caterer and everybody else. Okay, so you think it's the same for either six months, and you can be in Jamaica. At least six months, you know. I mean, um, because again, with a with a destination wedding, it's not going to be a lot of people anyway. You may have already, uh, you may already know uh, about the fact that they're having a destination wedding um, because you're probably very close to the bride or groom. Um, because usually those are just family and very close friends anyway. Oh, no, no, no. For me, if it's going to be a destination wedding to where I got to get on a plane and go somewhere, then, um, God, you're going to have to give me at least a year. (laughs) You know how much plane tickets cost? Yeah, yeah, I I do. And I know people work and they have to take time off and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, that all depends on... um, on you to me, when people think of a destination wedding, to me that's it's, again it's less people. It is um, it's probably not going to be something where um, there is a lot of planning involved. Um, it seems like you would have less. You could do it in a less time period than an actual wedding uh, where you're state bound, because there's so many other things involved. In, in a oh. wedding, um, a bigger wedding. I don't know about that one. I just, I can't imagine. I mean, you got to secure a beach and all this other stuff. And but see, that's, that's why they have the packages. The packages will take care of all that for you. I mean, that's what they're for. I mean, they're specifically set up for, you know, um, an easier 
route. It's more expensive for other people involved, but it's an easier setup. Shoot, I need a um, six months just to go to, like, Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, somewhere in the States where I could drive. I just, I don't know. I just, when I think about flights and hotel and you essentially have to make it a vacation almost um, in order to get your money's worth out of it. So it's like you got to plan that into your vacation time. Yeah, you have to choose your – that's why you choose your people carefully who are going to attend. Um, You would – and, of course, like I said, you wouldn't be a lot of people anyway. And and then I think in some situations maybe um, the – if you – if you plan a destination wedding, A, you need to choose the people who can come. B, if the, you know, those people that you want to come are going to be people that are very close to you. So if, you know, push comes to shove, you know, you can chip in to help them because you're the one who is putting on this wedding, you know, in Jamaica I mean, or something. Are you going to be offended if, um, you know, you invite someone, whether you're the bride or the groom, and that person doesn't want to go because they think it costs too much? I mean, even if they're in a wedding party. No, because that's that's what I'm saying about a destination wedding. I mean, you already, you have to choose your people carefully. And if, okay, let's say you choose someone, you know, damn well, they don't have, you know, money sitting in the bank for vacations um, that, you know, maybe they don't have the type of job that they could just take off anytime they want for a week or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. then if you really want them to come, then you're going to have to help get them there or somebody else will. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so you're making a choice when you do that type of a of a wedding. Oh, boy. You better hope that bride or groom don't back out because that's going to be a fist fight. Somebody oh, well, plan, yeah. plan a destination <laughs> yeah, wedding time. and get there yeah, and, you, yeah. and you want to be one yeah. runaway bride, uh-uh. Well, you know, somebody's going to wind up on investigation discovery. You could always just go. <laughs> anyway, I mean, you know. <laughs> just pick a vacation out of it. Uh. Right. All right. So, how often have you attended weddings that did not start didn't start on time? Well, I haven't attended a lot of weddings, but um, most weddings, just like any event, a lot of times they don't start on time. They have to start as close to as possible, otherwise the you know, the preacher or whoever is going to leave or the, where they're at only have a certain amount of time anyway. But rarely do anything start directly on time. And it usually, sometimes it seems to take longer than what you thought it would take. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's always been my experience, uh-huh. that it seems to the, the ceremony itself takes longer than than what I thought. That's why I've always said, um, if I was going to do a bigger wedding, I'd spend more time on the reception part, the party part, than I would on the actual ceremony part. That makes sense. No one, no one just want to sit there and, and go, and you know, unless you have a, a religious type of wedding where, it's, you know, you, you have a culture that's just, you know, it's very long or whatever anyway of their rituals. But just in general, if I can cut it down, I would because – to me, the main thing is the party afterwards. <laughs> All right, so is it fair to lock people out of a wedding ceremony if they arrive arrive after the wedding starts? Well, I guess that all depends on you. I wouldn't do that, but um, 
I mean, I guess it really would depend on um, the bride and groom and where you're having it. Because some things you can't, you can't, um, you don't have that much control over because of the the, the venue. Oh yeah, so, they might charge you by the the hour or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they charge. They'll charge you anything and everything if they can. So yeah, as but that's far what the as wedding coordinator is for. She'll handle that, or he'll handle that. Okay, I, I don't know. I think that um, I would never personally want to lock anyone out. I mean, of course, if the bride's coming down the aisle, yeah, you can't come in because you don't need doors opening and closing when the bride's coming down the aisle and have people looking to see who's coming in instead of looking at the bride. But I guess other than the bride approaching the um, the altar um, or whatever you may have set up, I guess is is pretty fair game as far as I'm concerned. People coming in. After the fact, I guess. So now I've heard of people being locked out because they didn't, they weren't on the list, like they didn't say they were coming or not coming, so they only uh, had a certain amount of food or space or whatever. So therefore, you know, if if you're not on the list, you can't get in. So you know, I've heard of that happening. I've seen it when I watched. Um, there's one particular it keeps it sticks in my mind because I thought it was so foul, but whatever. You know, they didn't say they were coming. They didn't, you know, RSVP. So, therefore, those people didn't get to get into the actual ceremony and stuff. So, cause it was and all that's together. Where I was, that's where I was going next. Let, let me go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, where I hope to be in a few weeks. And welcome on my man, Buck. Buck, what's happening? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. Hello. Buck, is Hello. it okay, just like what Crystal said, is it okay to bring a guest, um, you know, to bring a plus one to a wedding, although you didn't have them on the RSVP that you would bring a guest? Well, it, it depends on the invitation. It says, you know, just some, in very few cases, you know, they just invite you as, you know, as the person and that's it if they know that you don't have somebody else to hang with. But, you know, in most weddings, they don't have those kind of restrictions. So, you know, I think a wedding is, a, you know, good, you know, good. it's a great event. So the more people to marry, if you bless, you know, bless them into marriage or whatnot, I don't see where the problem if you bring a guest as long as they, you know, dress nice or whatnot and, you know, treating the people that are getting married. And the con you know, and everybody that's you know witnessing it, you know, treat them with respect. I don't see where it's an issue, but um, it really depends on how how the invitation is written. So, if it says bring you and your significant other to blah 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 whatever, you know, then it should be all right. But then if you you know if that's not the case. You know, you got to use a little bit of common sense. And if it says, don't, you know, if they feel the need to just tell you up front that, you know, just you, then you shouldn't be bringing anybody else. You just should follow whatever they ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, Crystal, who's to say, I mean, who regulates that? I mean, if if you have an invitation and you RSVP for yourself, but you end up bringing a date, I mean, do they check against that on a list? Or, I mean, I don't know what the protocol is for that yeah yeah they can check it on the list especially if you if your um 
your budget is 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 you know very specific, and you can only you, you say I want fifty people here and that's it, mm-hmm. and um, you know because you have to pay for that you have to pay for the food um, that they eat uh, and everything so you um, you can't just have someone show up without them knowing that now some people will allow like you say well. I'm going to send out 50 invitations or whatever, and I'll get 50 people here, but I'll allow an extra 10 or whatever just in case, you know. So if you have the money to do that, but, some, you know, it's, this is all it's so expensive that some people can say, look, this is all I can have, and that's it. <laughs> so you can't bring anybody, you know, um, unless you let me know so I know how many people are coming. Yeah. I definitely get where it's um, it's a situation where you don't want to be short on food. Uh, you definitely don't want that to happen. However, it's just very difficult at times to try to regulate who does what, who has, you know, who that they're bringing with them or what. But as far as limitations, Chris, I'm going to stick with you on this one. Should there be a limit on the amount of bridesmaids and grooms, groomsmen at a wedding, in your opinion, because... I've seen weddings where it seems like the wedding party never comes to an end. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there is a etiquette on the amount of um, bridesmaids and, and groomsmen. Of course, I know they should be, equal, they have to be equal. But um, no, I, don't, I mean, I think unless it gets ridiculous, you have to think about again. You have to think about your venue. You can't have, you know, twenty twenty on either side and you know you have this small church so i think a good number is 10 um on each side seven a seven is good too on each side um, yeah yeah on each side i mean what you are, you, are, are you trying to i mean have a wedding or play pickup hockey i mean seven people on each side well first of all you have to remember it's very hard to limit. It depends on how many friends and family members you have because it's going to be hard to limit those amount of people because <laughs> you got the bridesmaid, you got the groomsman. I mean, the uh, best man, and then you have, then you can have because that's two people already, and then you may have like okay another five people, and you got to choose. You got to have your best friend, then you have your other. You know, it depends on how big your crew is. Oh, Lord. You know, and then not only that, you got your friends, but you also have family members, like your sisters and your cousins or whatever. So it can, those numbers add up quickly. Man, I, I'm and sorry. People I'm get real too. offended if they're not in the in the party. So, yeah. I, I've seen bridal parties so big that it wasn't anybody left in the audience. I mean, you can't have everybody in <laughs> oh, your that's wedding. that's ridiculous. Okay. Oh, you can't have everybody in your wedding. Um, now, I'm not going to say what a person's limit is. However, if I if it takes 20 minutes to, for me to watch everyone come in, except for the bride or whatever, then I'm like, okay, I'm just ready to eat and leave at this point. This is ridiculous. Because I, I don't know if you all are marching in to have a wedding or if it's just a choir. It's too many people. And, I mean, you already got to, to see, uh, like, Five bridesmaids, and three of them fit the outfit pretty well, but the other two really don't fit the outfit, or it's really not their color, but they got to wear it anyway because everyone else is wearing it. I mean, it's already so much going on. Don't 
increase the odds of me having something to to take away from the wedding that I shouldn't be taking away from it, you know, as far as the story. I just think that, you know, you have the bride and the bridesmaids. If you have three or four additional, then that, that doesn't sound too horrible, you know. I guess for a total of five, maybe six on each side. When you get into seven, it just seems like I'm, I don't know. Are you talking about flower, flower girls too, Crystal? I mean... Well, that's, no, that's separate. I mean, you flower girls, you can have just two. You can have one flower girl and one, you know, I'm not sure what the the bell, the um, ring bearer. And you can, you know, you can just have one of those, one of each, um, which is fine. But you can have, of course, more girls. So you can, I don't know, it depends on how many cute little, little um, girls you have in your family. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you have a whole bunch of them. See, that's the thing. That's when you start getting into, like, a big, all these numbers, you know, uh-huh. because of, of the so many people that are in your family and you don't want to exclude anybody and you, and you have a very large family, then you want to you wanna include now, everybody in it. Now, Buck, I haven't been to too many weddings in my life, but I did attend a wedding once where the bride had three kids and I think the groom had five. And they found a spot for all eight of those kids to do something between the ages of, like, five and 12. And I don't know, man. It just took forever. I guess I understand you want to involve everyone. But, I mean, back in the day, it used to be you got married before you have kids, and now that's not the case. So how do you feel about everyone's kid being involved in a wedding? But. I always ask him the longest questions for him not to be there. <laughs> go ahead with the, go ahead, Crystal. Uh, well, I have seen some really beautiful um, ceremonies where um, the children are involved when they have those blended families. I think it's such a good idea to do that, um, especially if the children are small still and they're still young. Um. And and it, they were just included in a part of the ceremony, you know, not in the entire thing or whatever. And it was just really nice. Like, you know, a lot of times the oldest son may bring the walk the mom down the aisle or both. I yes. think she has more than one son. I think that's always nice. Um, or they're, they're just included in a part of the ceremony when they're making their vows where each will say... I not you know I vow to to be a good mom or a good set mom or whatever to to you and to blend our families. I think that's a nice thing to do because you want them to be included because it is about them. You're it's really a marriage of a family, a ready made family. Then yeah. so it's good to include the kids. Okay, I have a cousin who um, renewed his vows recently, and. Um, his wife had a son who's college age and he had a uh he and they have a uh eleven and seven year old together, eleven and six year old. And all of them mm-hmm. got to participate in the wedding in some sort of capacity and it was cool to see that with the first dance, the kids being involved and they all did a little group dance and stuff. So that was cool and I don't know, I guess even if you may have a whole bunch of children then 
you still want them to be involved. So I kind of understand that. It, it may seem like it's a lot for the people who are watching who may not be, you know, who may be more traditional. But I think it's kind of cool to see it. I enjoy seeing them doing something together because that's, that's a memory they're going to have forever. So, But, uh, Buck, are you there? All right, Crystal, how long should the average wedding last? <laughs> oh, geez. Um, the actual ceremony itself with the whole fanfare and everything coming in and all that, Hopefully no more than an hour and a half uh, or less. Um, I have most the actual the ceremony itself usually doesn't last as long. What lasts long is the preparation, and you're just you know sitting there, usually for a half hour or more, waiting for everything to even just start. So, I mean, I think an hour is good if you can make it happen. You know, but a lot of times that's not what happens. Yeah, a lot of time an hour is not the case, and um, I uh, I'm kind of on the fence with this one. I guess it depends on how entertaining the wedding is. Um, so that's why I really don't know if it's if it's pretty entertaining, then I probably lose track of time and not think much about it. But um, I don't want to do anything that involves me just sitting around watching other people for a very long period of time. Um, I remember my grandmother telling me a story about a funeral that she went to, and uh, she said the funeral was four hours, and she actually got there about 30 minutes late. And that's just too long for me to sit for something that's so sad, especially. For a wedding, I mean, of course, it wouldn't be as sad, but it's just that's just too long to be sitting in one place doing something. All right, so... And, Buck, let me try you again. Yeah, I can, you're breaking up, I can hear you. Okay. Okay. All right, Buck. Yeah, that's a little better. Is it foul to post wedding photos that you take on your cell phone, you know, like while the ceremony is going on? Is it foul to do that without the bride's approval? So you're basically just taking pictures as everything goes and posting it on Facebook even though you haven't consulted with the with the bride. Is that fair or foul? <laughs> That's foul, man. I mean, the cell phone has gotten to the point now where nothing's sacred. Um, you know, you have to really kind of – you're in a wedding. You know, if you don't take pictures and post them on Facebook, that's something you do after the wedding's over, not before the – you know, before they say I do. I mean, come on, you got to have – that's in, uh, that falls in the – category of proper etiquette or tactfulness, you know, you don't want to be taking a picture of somebody else's damn wedding and putting it on Facebook because you there, you may just be a guest. You may not even, you know, you may not be somebody that's really close to the people that are getting married. And then they, you know, they see pictures on Facebook before they even, you know, get the pictures developed from the wedding. I would be pissed. So I think it's foul to do something like that. No, make sure that, you know, you take pictures after the fact. I'm glad, you you know, that you got a chance to go to the wedding and all that kind of stuff. But don't be doing stupid stuff like that. That's just not right, especially for, some, you know, a time that should be remembered. Crystal, how do you th- what do you think about it? Well, I have to agree um, to not take pictures if, you know, they don't announce it or say, 
please take pictures and share it with us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to take pictures of yourself, like at a reception or while you're, you know, the in-between time when you're waiting for the reception to begin, then I think that's fine to do. Um, but I think it's also a good idea for the um, uh, bride or, or maybe the wedding coordinator or whomever to announce the picture policy. I mean, what what do you want? I mean, um, do you mind or do you don't mind? I mean, and it all, again, it, sometimes it depends on the venue. Some venues don't allow, um, you know, pictures to be taken at certain times, or they may even just announce, please, no snapshots until, you know, later or while the ceremony is going on or something like that because it's, uh, it can be quite annoying. Um, or even film because, you know, people do, you know, with their cell phones, they can take a film of it. But yeah. as far as posting it, I would, you know, especially nowadays, that would be something I would definitely announce. What, what my feeling would be on that as far as posting it and on their Facebook page and, and things like that. I wish they, I wouldn't want them to do that because I think if people wanted to see that, it would be what I wanted them to see. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just wouldn't want it out there unless I said it was okay, you know. But, yeah, that, that would be, that would be definitely foul. Well, this just shows the the change, the sign of the times. Because when I went to my cousin's um, wet, uh, vow renewal, ten year anniversary, um, you know, they said they didn't want anyone to take photos, and I thought to myself, why would you not want people to take photos? And it just confused me. And I thought, and I thought, and I said, well, you know what? They probably just don't want it posted online, just you know, like that, you know, you, you want to kind of put your approval on things. And I get that because I don't like when people tag me in a photo that I wasn't posing for, where I just happen to be standing in the background or something like that. So I, I get that for a wedding, you want to control all aspects of it. And it's never anything I actually considered because, um, you know, social media has kind of come a long way. And it's something you have to think about. Do you want your wedding photos all over Instagram before you get a chance to do anything? So it's kind of, you know, something to consider. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more wedding discussions here on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. If you own a business, you know how important it is to get the word out about what you have to offer. I want to tell you about a great online local business directory that will get you the attention you want. It's called SearchForitHere.com, and it's fantastic. At SearchForitHere.com, multiple discounts are available on their local business directory with lots of great features. They have diamond or silver plans available that can save you tons. The diamond plan includes featured listings, and the silver plan includes video as well as other great tools to promote your business. So take advantage of these great deals today and get listed as soon as possible. There are hundreds, even thousands of customers out there just waiting for you to get listed. Searchforwardhere.com is simply the best local business directory. So whether you own one business or many companies, it doesn't matter. Searchforwardhere.com is your number one local business directory. You can call them at 253-324-3352 or email them at sales at searchforwardhere.com. Searchforwardhere.com. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the L.A. Book Festival Romance category, is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. 
This is no ordinary love story. It's depth of range eloquently transitions moods from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com Hello, this is Show Legend Ray, the show enforcer from the state of New Jersey, and you're listening to a Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Radio show, no experts, just opinions, talking about wedding do's and don'ts. A lot of people don't know there's etiquette involved for the bride and groom as well as for the audience. And I want to pick up where we left off when we were talking about cell phones. And, um, Buck, I'm going to go back to you. And how would you react uh, as the groom if someone's cell phone went off during your wedding vows? I'd be pretty pissed. Um, you know, typically, you know, when you have a wedding, I mean, you go back to, you know, tactfulness one-on-one. Um, you know, when you go to a wedding, church, you know, when you go to a special event, something like that, you want to make sure that cell phone's off, you know. You don't want to have yourself, I mean, I know everybody's busy and they're supposedly important and things of that nature, but... There's still times where, you you know, when you go into a wedding, the last thing you want is your phone to be off, especially a lot of people these days, you know, they take the wedding because they want to keep it for memories and mementos or what have you. The last thing you want to do is hear somebody's cell phone going off when you're standing at the altar, you know, and that that happens. I would be pretty irritated by it. So just as, you know, anytime you have any of these kind of events, just need to be tactful and make sure that cell phone or, you know, page or whatever, you know, you don't see too many pages less in the hospital, but at least it needs to be off until that function is over with, and then you turn it back on or whatnot. Or at least have it on silent if you're, you know, very important and got to get a call. But Crystal, what do you think? If you're the bride and you're at the altar and you're making your vows and someone's cell phone go off, is that unacceptable? Well, yeah, absolutely unacceptable. That that would be horrible. Um, I would be very pissed off because, again, with the announcements about the cell phone pictures, it will be the same announcement about um, turn your cell phone off, you know, put it on vibrate or whatever you have to do, you know, for the time. Because, you know, that's, yeah, that would be horrible to hear that while, I'm giving my vows, and a lot of times with the vows, you are filming it or, you know, taking pictures yeah. of something. So yeah. I don't want to hear that, you know, forever in my in my film. So, yeah, 
That would be that would be horrible, and I want to find out who that was. <laughs> you say you want to find out who it was, and you can make sure yeah, they get dealt with. Yeah, like a song or something. <laughs> Big Sean. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't fuck with you. I would not want that <laughs> coming on. He goes, my darling, I love you so much to have it. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, it's probably my yeah. phone. <laughs> so I think that would be pretty jacked up. But all right, so the next couple of questions I want to ask about is about uh, dress code at the wedding. Should there be a buck? This is for you. Should there be a dress code so that no one shows up in a in blue jeans and a wife beater? Uh, well, I guess no pun intended. I mean, are people just supposed to know better? I mean, do you take do you take a chance that people know better, or do you go ahead and put it out there? In today's time, you got to put it out there because the last thing you want to do is, you know, you're taking pictures with friends and family and so forth, and this joker got more holes, you know, more holes than a damn rotten rotten piece of wood. You know, you really have to, you got to, you know, unfortunately, people just don't use their brain; they're not raised to the point to where certain places you wear certain things. You know, when I was com- when I was coming up, and my mom still is weighing 75, she don't step out the house unless she's looking, looking dressed to impress. And it could be simply to the freaking gas station. There's clothes that are only worn at the house, and that's the only place they are worn, and they're clothes where you wear out. And... It doesn't matter where you go in the gas station, go pay the water bill, go to the grocery store, go to church. There's certain clothes that you wear certain places. So of course on a you know, on a wedding or something like that, I'm gonna put it out there because you don't wanna leave it to chance because you leave it to chance ain't gonna tell them what these junkers will wear coming up there. So just to be on the safe side, put it on invitation. That way you ain't got nothing to worry about. I don't think everybody needs to wear t- tuxedos. But you damn sure better look good at the wedding. And, Crystal, how do you feel about that? Because I think it's a shame that you almost have to tell people these days. Okay. First of all, <laughs> those type of people wouldn't be coming in, coming to my wedding, okay? And you could not get in. You would be immediately turned around. And that is ridiculous. Of course you're going to have on a nice dress and you're going to have on a suit. It doesn't have to be a tuxedo, but you have to be dressed. I mean, it's a wedding for crying out loud. I mean, right, I know some so people don't care about that, but I do. Let me throw this at you then. I mean, what if the outfit looks better than the bride or the groom? What if, you know, the someone shows up in a fancy dress or someone shows up in a tux? I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, they can, as long as they're not wearing the colors. First of all, you never wear white to a wedding, and you never wear the colors of the, um, you know, of the bride and groom. You don't wear that, you know. I'm laughing because I know someone whose mom wore white to a wedding. You don't wear, you know, you just don't do that. That's why all the other colors of the mom's dress and all that is always beige or an off color. Or whatever, maybe it matches the color color of the you know the um, the party, but it's not 
you never wear white. <laughs> you just don't. I mean, I don't know who would do that. Uh, the bride was pissed. It was the groom's. It was the groom's mom. So you know, the bride was pissed. I'm like, okay, I think she did that on purpose. I didn't know. That's the first time I'd ever heard of that because someone pointed it out to me that, uh, mm-hmm. oh, she's not supposed to be wearing white because she came down the aisle wearing white. And I don't think the bride saw it until the reception. Um, and I don't know what her reaction was to it, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't happy about it. Right, just like you don't wear black. You don't wear, <laughs> you, know, you don't wear those colors. You don't wear red. You wear, um, you're supposed to wear, you know, depending on the season, of course, but usually what most weddings are in spring or summer, but you can have winter weddings when you can wear darker colors or whatever, but you don't wear black and, you know, or anything like that. <laughs> Only people who wear black are the, you know, maybe the groomsmen, they can be right. right. But, yeah, you, you know, you wouldn't come up there in a black dress or something. That would be horrible. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Buck, let me ask you this. I want to get into um, just the actual the wedding reception and the etiquette surrounding it. Um, I have six more questions and one related topic. But if someone doesn't attend the wedding, but they show up at the reception, do you allow them to fully participate? Do you let them eat and party and do everything else, drink and all that stuff? Buck? He gets me every time, Crystal. He gets me every time. He won't leave the queue. He's just disappeared. Maybe he's having phone problems. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It does that sometimes. I don't know why. I'm hitting the mute button. All I can hear is y'all giggling and shit. Irritating me. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes on my phone. So I I try to leave it open. Oh, boy. You know, I try to block out his background or something like that, you know. Right. I appreciate that, man. It's just funny when you get stuck, and I'll ask you like a really long question, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, then you, repeat, then you got to repeat the question because I'm trying to hit this fucking mute button to get the, get it to fuck on. The the question is, if someone doesn't attend the wedding ceremony, but they show up at yeah. the reception, do you let them participate with eating, drinking, and all the other festivities? Well, I mean. If you know, if it's you know somebody that's real close to the family or something like that, I don't see where that's an issue, because um, I mean, they could have been working or something like that, or had you know had something they had to attend to, and they couldn't make it to the wedding. So, you know, for them to pay respects to the you know bride and groom and whatnot, they come to the reception. I have no problem with that, um, as long as they got an invitation. You know, and they even if they bring somebody else, just as long as they with that person or whatnot, I really don't see where it's an issue. Okay, all right. And got Eminem holding. You want to get in the mix, man? Hit one when you're ready. And Crystal, I mean, how do you feel about that? You don't sh- you don't show up for the ceremony, but you show up and eat my food. Well, a lot of times those two um, events are separate. Sometimes, um, sometimes you will invite a lot of people to the ceremony, but you only invite certain people to the actual reception because, uh-huh. again because of the food and the cost, or vice versa. You may say, well, we only want 
you know, our closest friends and family at the ceremony, but feel free, feel free to come to the reception. So it just depends. Uh, so so it, it, it may be completely separate anyway. And, and like Buck was saying, sometimes, you know, a person can't come to the reception, so they RSVP or to the ceremony, so they RSVP for the reception. So a lot of times you know that anyway. Uh-huh. Because, because, again, a lot of times the reception itself goes into the cost. And that's where the cost really comes in, unless it's all together. Right. You have it all in one place. But, um, but yeah, uh, sometimes that happens anyway. You know, you may be at the ceremony, but not the reception. All right. Let me go to the 601 area code, the bold new city of Jackson, Mississippi, and bring on Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? And Eminem, if folks don't show up at the wedding ceremony, but they show up at the reception to eat, how do you feel about it, man? Well, uh, the old rule of thumb used to be the trick to getting away with that is, is to, to pop up at the reception, and if you're not empty-handed, either you had a gift for the bride or you had some liquor or something for the groom, that was like the your ghetto pass to get in. If you came with the empty-handed, they had to turn your ass around, you know, unless you was a seriously close family member or something. So, uh, okay. you know, that used to be the old way of thumb, but now it's more or less uh, sort of Chris was kind of summed up. Most time the package might have it like that where it's already designed for the closest people to be at the actual ceremony and then the, the friends and coworkers and all that shit may be in the reception, so. All right, and I lost you, Eminem, but I feel you on that. Crystal Buck, you still there? Yep. Okay, yep. so we're here. All right. Um, well, Crystal, is it poor etiquette to leave a wedding reception as soon as you're finished eating? I mean, should you always wait until the cake is cut? Well, yeah, you're supposed to wait at least until the cake is cut before you leave. That's just part of the the whole ceremony kind of a thing. So that's why a lot of people are waiting around. They go like, okay, when are they going to bring out the damn cake <laughs> so I can get the hell out of here? <laughs> right. <laughs> so everybody kind of knows that you have to kind of wait for that to happen. And okay. But, you, hey, a lot of times you want to eat. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I want to eat. And so I ain't worried about that. But most of the time they're, they're worried about when is my food going to get here? Yeah. And is it going to be cold by the time it gets here? So, anyway, <laughs> that's what I did. I heard about a ceremony where um, the bride didn't serve any food until after the reception because she wanted everyone to stay. Uh, so, there were some people what? that were pissed by that. And, uh, yeah. and uh, like the ceremony I went to in April, I did leave before they cut the cake, but I had been there for three and a half hours. And, um, even though I was having a good time, I had to go to work because it was on a Sunday night. I had to go to work oh, that Monday. Okay. Yeah, so it just, um, you know, was was a lot to it. Even like I said, I had a great time, but I just couldn't stay for everything. But hell, um, so have a wedding on Sunday. That's that was the well. It was like I said, it was the ten year anniversary vow renewal, and that's the date their anniversary fell on. So that's why they had it there. Anyway. Yeah, so, Buck, you with me? 
Yes, I am. I'm here. Okay, I want to ask first. But would you feel yes. snub? Would you feel snubbed if the bride and groom didn't really mingle with the guest after the wedding? I mean, it's like the wedding reception. They're not really coming around, shaking hands, saying, "Hey, how you doing?" Would, would that bother you at all? No. It's their day, so they can handle it however they want. I mean, every every bride and groom's different. They do different things. Uh, some celebrate with all the people that are there, even if they know them or not. Some don't. I mean, it's their prerogative. They can do what they want to do. I wasn't trying to do that because of Bobby Brown. Just, just did it. <laughs> hey, but anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you got your. I mean, that's it's that bride and groom's special time. So they can handle it whichever way they, you know, deem necessary. So, I mean, they could be into each other, do their ceremonial dance, and then cut out and go fuck their brains out. You know, they can do whatever the hell they want. You know, it's their wedding day. So it just depends on, you know, every every bride and groom is different. So, but, no, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be put off by it. All right. Eminem, Crystal, y'all agree? Uh, I, I think that it makes it more personable if, if you, re- especially if you received uh, quite a few nice, nice gifts. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, you know. Well, I mean, what Buck said was was correct, actually. But you know, to me, it's just like one of them things where it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a, a performing artist, man. You know doing autographs or whatever, you know, you can just kind of wave the crowd, thank y'all for supporting me and shit like that, or you can make it more personal. Like, if you know somebody that kind of went all out the way, they came from from Hawaii to Connecticut to see your black ass, you know, hell, man, walk out there and, you know, <laughs> hug them or something. So kind of like that, you know. Okay. And, Chris, I'll let you break the tie on this one. <laughs> Chris is laughing. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I think... Actually, it's kind of both what they said. Um, I agree with Buck that it's it's really up to the bride and groom, and it depends on how your ceremony is, is your reception or whatever is set up. People just have a table, and people come to them um, yeah. to give their gifts or whatever, so they just come around. Um, and then a lot of times the the um, bride and groom may be leaving. You know, they may be getting ready to go on there actual honeymoon or whatever. So they come in, they say hello, and they may dance, and then they leave. So I think it's really up to them. But, yeah, if I saw someone in the crowd, like, you know, my family, I would definitely, you know, go up to them to their table and say thank you for coming and, and stuff like that before we left. But, um, but yeah, it's up to them. It's about It's about celebrating them. So... I, I wouldn't be offended at all if, you know, they didn't necessarily come up to me personally, you know. Okay. That wouldn't really matter. Okay. I mean, and I would expect them mainly to take care of their family and closest friends. Yeah. Um, and that would that would really be it. Because, you know, they're going to leave. The party is for us. This is the, really this is what the party is for. For everybody to get high and drink and dance. <laughs> <laughs> after, you, after you eat. After I eat my really good meal, and then I mean, yeah. my wedding was was a blur. I, I mean, Buck probably remembers more about my wedding than I do. Um, yeah. I don't remember mingling with the crowd all that much, but I do remember mingling with the people who were like 
sitting in the upfront tables. Um, I don't just don't remember going through and shaking everybody's hand and hugging everyone. I do know there was a uh, I had a college class, I me mean, a high school classmate who I hadn't seen in 15 years who lived in Kentucky, and she flew her family in from Kentucky to see the wedding, and that really blew me away. So I definitely remember speaking to her and meeting her husband and kids. But aside from that, I just don't remember a lot. You know, and I just don't remember going through and mingling, and I always wondered if that was considered rude, but I guess it just depends on the person. Um, that, you know, like you said, it's your day, so you can kind of do what you want to do. Uh, hey, hey, Q, let me ask you this, though. Of all the people that came, just say if you didn't, if you hadn't met the, you know, the classmate from Kentucky, you know, you know, I don't know. That might have been kind of like, Damn, I done came all the way down here. You know, that's what I was saying. Like, right, right. You know, that's, if that makes just, me wonder if I missed someone else. You know, because I just don't yeah. remember going through and shaking you know, every though, hand. I, I don't think other people would take it take it that way. I, I think if it's, it's somebody you see all the time, uh, I don't think on average, I don't think the average person really trip on it too much. It's mainly the people that has did something a little bit out of the ordinary, either coming from a a stream long distance or getting a gift that's kind of beyond what people getting like plates and yeah. shit like that. They you know they mess around and give you a you know uh, a seven day uh, six night stay in San Cruz. I mean uh, uh, San Juan or something like that. And it's like something that they just kind of just didn't have to do. I, I just kind of think you got to make it more personal. But you know it's like yeah. I mean, this was totally unexpected. Uh, her, her name's Tammy Scott, and, I mean, like I said, uh, we had gone, it had been 13 years since I had seen her, and I didn't even know she was coming. And when I looked and saw her, I had to do a double take, you know, because, uh, like I said, we had been cool for since third grade and everything, mm-hmm. but it was still surprising to see her because the only contact we really had over those 13 years was just, you know, letters and emails. So, and that was kind of sporadic, but... Um, all right, so, Buck, as a guest, is it okay to drink as much as you want at the wedding as long as someone else is driving you home? No, not okay. Um, because, you know, you got to, you got to be up, you know, that's what's fine, groomed to get towed up. It's not, you know, just because you're getting free drinks or whatnot, that don't mean you need to get towed up as well. Because depending on what kind of person you are, when you got a little alcohol, I consider is liquid courage. And if you didn't like the person that she here married and then you decide that you wanna dedicate something, you know, this is when these things kinda occur when something like that happens. You know, you're supposed to say it when forever hold your peace, you know, during the ceremony. You don't say it in there, all bets are off at that point. So Okay. And Crystal, what do you think about the liquor part? Should you be able to drink what you want as long as somebody's taking you home? Well, it depends on what kind of drunk you are. I mean, are you a happy drunk or are you a mean drunk? <laughs> are you obnoxious, you know? I mean, I hope someone wouldn't embarrass themselves. Um, hopefully by then, if I'm the bride, I'm gone anyway. But, um, yeah, I hate people who give, like, they get drunk and then they give all these little speeches, you know, and they allow them to come up and say whatever they want to say. It's just really embarrassing. Somebody has to stay sober to get them off. The mic or whatever, or off the dance floor, acting a fool, grinding on the 
young teenage girls and shit like that. I mean, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oh, but, man. You know, I can see someone. You, is that you know the I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying the wedding sometimes to give permission. But you have to think about that, too, when you want, when you give, um, if you have a um, like an open bar, um, maybe you shouldn't have an open bar. You can have, like, your special drink. Like, you pick a drink, that's the right. drink that everybody could drink, but um, everything else you have to pay for. Um, because that will detour some people from drinking, or they may bring drinks. They may come drunk. I mean, you never, you know. I can, I can imagine that, that one uncle that looks like that Denzel meme when Denzel's at the Mayweather fight with the teeth out. And uh, <laughs> him wearing a baseball cap and a suit <laughs> and getting on the mic. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. You remember that time we picked up that hooker on Ferris? <laughs> and even when you found out it was a dude, you still didn't stop. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, yeah, I can see that being a problem for real. But, all right, as far as speeches, I mean, how long should the speeches be? Because you have some best men and get up there and they just talk. That's the end of it. It should be short. It should be short. It should be simple. You should have it prepared, especially if you're the best man. You know, you know you're going to come up and say something. It should be, you know, simple. Don't just go on and on and on. But a lot of people do because they don't. Yeah, and then, then it all depends on on, on 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 who's saying it too. Because if you got somebody who's totally got control of the crowd and the the audience is attentive to listening, I don't mean just that that that, that passive listening where they got these fake smiles like, okay, nice, but her sit down. I'm talking about they actually listening like, like damn, you know, we didn't know this or that's cool or that's thoughtful, you know. Uh, you know, it's kind of like shit, but uh, <laughs> drive by. <laughs> I, I just saw Baby Boy this weekend, so. <laughs> but you know, it, it it all depends on the on the you know the person talking. I mean, some people can can make it short and sweet, and it's and it's cool. Others can make it short to the point where it's like. I'm glad you didn't speak too long, but it's almost like, damn, you know, it seemed like uh, did you have more to say than this? You know, this is somebody you don't know for too yeah. many years. So it could, it could, it could kind of go either way. But it's only bad when people just sitting there giving you that stare, like nobody's smiling, nobody's shaking their head, just kind of like bucking their eyes, like sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's time to sit down. Okay, all right. One last question, and it's a doozy. Uh, coming up right after the Daily Scream. I'm Will Robertson. This is the Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Now, a while back during the 2008 presidential elections, I was covering a political event in Denver, and they had every type of protester to man and beast. Really, there was a group that wanted to ban bird porn. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking about that joke with kinky is the feather, or perverted is using the whole chicken, <laughs> or maybe not. Bird porn is people watching birds. Come on, we've all done it. Well, it seems that they think you're a voyeur, and I've always thought that was odd. Then I heard about a report from ISIS. 
ISIL, whatever. And they're banning folks from breeding pigeons. Apparently they say it's offensive to have these birds fly overhead with their bird junk exposed. <laughs> and if you're caught, you could be publicly flogged or put to death. Obviously ISIS, ISIL, whatever, is spending their time looking up at the sky with binoculars. Wonder why. Duck! And catching a glimpse of birds' privates. So the question is, who's being violated? If I were ISIS, I'd be banning that other common bird in their area. The drone. Get my cartoons at willsays.com. All right. Thanks to willsays.com for the daily screen. And last topic. And Crystal, I'm going to start with you. All right. Because this, this is something I got to hear from. Someone who's been abroad. Okay. This guy attends his friend's wedding. All right. So at the wedding ceremony, the bride and the groom are sitting at their table. This dude is dancing with his girlfriend, gets down on one knee in front of the bride and groom, and proposes to his girlfriend at someone else's wedding. Is that fair or foul? What would you do as a bride? Oh, my God. That is just ridiculous. I, I, no, I would not like that. Um, I think you may feel a romantic mood and everything, and you want to do it, but I think you're taking away from the day of the bride and groom, and I think that is so selfish for you to do right there, right then. Wait and do it some other time. I mean, I, that's, that's horrible. I know people have, have done that, but I just think that it is so horrible to do. You're, just, you're taking away the day. I would not like it. Okay. Okay. And um, Eminem, how you feel about it? Yeah, that's, I, 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 I agree. I, I think that's selfish. I think that's uh, taking somebody else's shine, you know. You know, that's almost like the the Kanye deal with the music awards or whatever. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> that type of shit, man. You know, it's like... Yeah, you know, it's like now nah, you don't do that. You don't, you don't take away the shine of you know whoever it is. You know, unless you, you know, unless this is somebody you trying to get back in some kind of way. You just you know trying to mess up their day, but clearly you wouldn't do this to somebody you you were uh, you know glad for. I mean, you just you know that's just that's just one of them unwritten rules, so to speak. I mean, but Buck as a. Um as a as the groom, man, you see someone do this, and you know it's going to probably upset your your bride. I mean, how do you respond to this? And this is a tough one, man. I, me, I would probably throw them out. You know, even though that, you know it's my special day and all, but you know, you got to treat. You know, it got to be done right. And if you're gonna mess it up by doing something like that, then got to go. Got to go. I mean, would it be wrong, a stretch, everyone to throw them out? Just the person that's talking about. Um, yeah, I think it would be bad to throw them out. I <laughs> mean, I mean to, to to throw them out or really make the situation worse than what it already is because if you throw them out, and especially they don't pay money and rent and shit and all that kind of stuff, now it's going to turn to a fight. You know, it was like... Nah, nigga, I ain't going nowhere. I done spent this much money, and hell nah, you know, shit, you know. You need to be glad for me because sometimes somebody could be just that ignorant. See, it all depends on, see, a lot of times with me, it depends on what I gauge the person's intellect to be. You know, it's almost like 
it's almost like a, a two-year-old cussing. You know, if, if a kid trying to be funny, that's one thing. But if a kid don't know no better, you look at him in a different way. Like, it ain't that you don't. Uh, it ain't that you don't approve of it. It's just that it's just like you know they seriously just don't know, you know. So I guess it could be kind of in that category for the throwing out. But, uh, you know, I would let them know that, you know, that that was in bad taste. But to make a scene and, you know, pulling in the dude's jacket and all this shit, man, I don't know. That's when it's really going to be a disaster, huh? Right, right. And, that, and then the thing about it, you don't want everybody's memory to be, oh, man. That was at when they all got to fight, you know. <laughs> it would make YouTube though a national news. Oh yeah, of course it would. Yeah, definitely all that. And I mean, I think it's 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 very classless. Even if I asked the bride and groom prior to doing it, I don't think it's a good idea because the people in the audience may not know that you have permission, and it may come off as tacky to them. And rub some people the wrong way, put them in a bad mood, and I, I don't. I just don't think that uh, you do that at someone else's wedding. I mean, because you have no, absolutely no reason to do it other than to steal shine. And you can't, you can't convince me. Oh, I just felt the spirit right then, and it moved me to propose. I don't believe that. I will never believe that. I believe you wanted to have a look at me moment during someone else's look at me moment, and it's jacked up. You know, so I think it was foul for dude to do that. Uh, the guy that did it, I mean, like I said, he did it right in front of the bride and groom. So, I mean, in the photo, um, if you go to the the show page, you'll see the photo of him proposing to her right in front of everyone. And it was just kind of jacked up. I mean, it was just really kind of jacked up. So, all right. Um, I'll be off the rest of the week. And returning next Monday, um, as far as the live show is concerned, there is a podcast dropping on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern as I go Q on one with Susie, the single dating diva. And um, I'll also be avoiding the avoiding Tuesdays until the NBA finals are over. But um, on Monday, June the 15th, I'll be doing some zone coverage as we talk about boxing. The young brothers are coming back on. We'll be on an hour early at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And we'll talk about the Boxing Hall of Fame and everything that went down there that's occurring this weekend. That's going to be on Monday's show, Zone Coverage. And if the NBA Finals are still going on, there will be a show on Wednesday. And if not, I'll probably do one on Tuesday and Wednesday. I haven't made up my mind yet. So that's what's going down. A podcast on Wednesday. I'm sorry, no show tomorrow a podcast on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, and Zone Coverage will return on Monday to discuss boxing and the NBA Finals. Okay, the TruthDevourer.com final thoughts. And Eminem, I'll start with you. Oh, man, uh, great show. Once again, it shows the brilliance of this damn show, having uh, topics that can go on any spectrum, on any level of depth or any level of seriousness to any level of just, you know, common knowledge. So I just want to throw that shout out. And uh, like with anything, dealing with some type of relationship or whatever, you know, even though marriage is, you know, uh, is one of the happiest times and all that kind of stuff. But uh, to shore it up and to bring more sanctity to it and, and uh, you know, 
curb the divorce rate, you know, you got to fix this shit on the front end. So, you know, write your councilman, write your alderman, write your senator, write your House of Representatives. Go ahead and put 1313 on the table. Go ahead and legalize it. That way you turn on that big filter and what's left is all these beautiful, happy, one-time, everybody in non-white except the damn bride or whatever type of wedding. And, you know, <laughs> shit can kind of get back What do we get stable. for $10? Everything you want. Everything. May as well, right? <laughs> I bring sun and light in every single time. You suck it. Yeah, right. Shit. <laughs> Cha-ching, motherfucker. Don't waste the drop. Got time for that. All right. Yeah. I go through all of those. Go all the way out. I ain't got nothing to play left, left to play but the ticking clock and a bomb. So I appreciate that, him and him. Oh, but yeah, no doubt, no get doubt. Get your final thoughts, man. You know, the good thing about, you know, talking about weddings tonight, um, it give you know, it gives, you know, give people some some uh, some ideas, you know. There's a lot of do's and a lot of don'ts because it's a special day. You want it to be right. Um, you know, the, the initial thing is you think you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life, so you want to make it memorable. Um but, you know, you want to make sure you do it the correct way. And hopefully, you know, some people that are listening tonight will get some good ideas with, you know, the do's and don'ts and maybe some things, you know, there may be some people out there planning some wedding. And, you know, they need to make sure that they do the right things and ask the right questions and be able to prepare and make it a memorable day. And hopefully it will be one that, you know, is lasting. Um, so great show as always. Um had a lot of fun with the wedding show tonight, and uh, just wish my phone would cooperate. But other than that, everybody have a good night. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Crystal, shut it down for me, please. All right. Well, it's a good show. Uh, talking about weddings. I love weddings. <laughs> um, I guess the main thing is when you're planning a wedding is, to take all these things into consideration about the people you invite, how far out is why you need to start as soon as possible in planning uh, what you're going to do. And um, it can be a very lovely event, but it is a very, you know, it can be a very long day of the ceremony, the preparation, the reception, the party, all that stuff. And then if you are you know, traditionally getting on a plane and going somewhere than that plane ride. So it's a very long, long day. But, yeah. um, of course, it's a very joyous day, and it's all about the bride. And it's her day, her princess day. So, but anyway, um, it's a good show, and I look forward to the next one next, well, no, not next Monday. 
Yeah, next Monday. Zone coverage. Yeah, so whenever you have a regular show, I'll be back. All right, all right. I'm shooting probably for, as far as the next, what you would consider a regular show, it would be next Wednesday, and we get back into relationships. What do men really want from women? If we take a look at what characteristics make guys want to settle down, what's the difference between a wife and a wifey? That's on June seventeenth. I know you look you so look forward to that. Right. <laughs> Should be interesting. Right. Okay. Well I appreciate you all holding it down. You hey, gonna say something hey, now? Hey Q. Yeah, we need to have a part two to that show. Uh what makes a guy wanna settle down, we ought to have a part two, like, you know, what causes a guy to bounce, you know. And uh but the thing about it won't be the it won't be the obvious stuff. It'll be just the opposite, you know. I got I got one that I uh-uh. think would be good, but I, so I'm I'm saving it. Okay, hold on to it then. All right. Oh, and also, <laughs> this is something completely unrelated. Uh, I have come up with my own homemade seasoning, or I guess you can call it a rub to go on grilled chicken. And I posted a picture of the chicken on Facebook. You can go to uh, search for me at Thank Q. Uh, That's Thank and Q-U-E. And I posted a picture of it. And I'm trying to think of a name of of it, but it's really spicy. But it has a hint of sweetness that kind of, you know, it, it kind of stings your palate and sweetens it at the same time. So I'm trying to come up with a name for it. But I got a picture out there. Or whatever, if y'all want to take a look. Now, I got to get a couple of independent taste tests done. So, Eminem, I'm going to throw something on the grill in a couple of weekends, man. Have you come out and let you taste test it? Cause I'm pretty sure you down with spicy food with your New Orleans connection and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all, hey, I. Uh-oh, I lost you, Eminem. <laughs> so, all right, well. Team with the right. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he's definitely down with that. And Buck, when I come to Pensacola, I'm gonna bring the seasoning with me and let you try it. And if it's great crystal, I just have to just just shift you some. How about that? I'm fine, but I don't like spicy. You don't like spicy? Okay, well I won't waste my money. But uh, yeah, so it's 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 spicy. It has that kick to it. It has oh, that man. kick to it. So, all right. My appreciation, folks, and my thanks to TruthDevour.com, SearchForItHere.com, and LiquidLifeDrops.us. Also, thanks to The Savvy Bride. Get the book on Amazon today, the step-by-step guide on wedding planning and saving money along the way. Um, the book is by Jay-Z, Jay, excuse me, J.G. Summers. Let me get that right. J.G. Summers, available on Amazon for only four ninety nine. A must-read on wedding planning, and it's perfect for tonight's show. Thanks to the show legends for holding it down. Everyone on Twitter, great job. Uh, people on Facebook. The upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. I will catch you all back for the live show on Monday. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? 